Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I'm the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Well, I am. <laughs> and running the boards is Joey D's. Ohio. 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 <laughs> On today's show, we will get a listener email that says, BJ, you're wrong. Yes. But then we'll get some board game reviews from BJ. All right. Maybe that more. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? BJGeekNation.com. Yeah. Our website. Uh, because it's going to have our blogs, info, and more. Oh, yeah, more. I always feel like I sound like Marvin the Martian. More. Uh, but just search BJ Shay's Geek Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, iTunes, and Radio.com app. Yes, and uh, like we stated on the Friday podcast, give us a five-star review. Give us some nice, kind words Thanks. on Apple Podcasts. Thanks ahead of time. And maybe we'll read your uh, review. And uh, Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe that'll happen? Yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah, especially if you say, BJ cheats at board games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, they, of course, last time, I, they, they, the only complaint was the Von Kallenbach, but i yeah, trying to think how yeah. I want to be with that. You took that input, and you uh, you did a sensual version of Von Kallenbach. It's hard to say. You know, you don't know like, if it's one person. What if other people like it? See, if people don't usually tell you what they do like. They tell That's you what true. they don't. That's true. So you don't know. It's like, well, one person doesn't like coffee. If Starbucks said, well, we'll close all the stores then. Oh, oh yep. That's how it works. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. Uh, but still, give us your feedback. We yeah. love to hear it. And if you've got specific emails or stuff you want to talk about that we've discussed, send us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. We got one from Ricky. The subject header was Another Life. Now, BJ oh, the did, uh, TV show. Yes. yes. BJ did review this. It was the Netflix show starring yeah, Katie Sackhoff. I reviewed it after one episode. You did. You watched yeah. one, and it was the old uh, one and done. Yeah. He says, Ricky says, I just listened to this morning's podcast, and I have to say, I don't think BJ gave the show his full attention. You learn in episode one that the alien artifact is essentially a radio tower and not a shield, as he put it. It's a signal that humans can't decipher to a planet orbiting a star in a distant galaxy. Oh. Mm. Hmm. That makes more sense. And then it comes down to the conflict on the ship that Katie Sackhoff is on because Ian, the hot-headed second-in-command, has been leading the ship, but then Katie comes in, Nico comes in, and far more experienced captain, so they want to use her as the first contact of alien life. She's, or the, uh, Ian is pissed off about this, uh, who attempts that mutiny at the first chance he gets, when the crew is still split over a decision to take a safer route that adds months to the journey, or far more dangerous one that could destroy the ship that would save some time. Yeah, so I, I remember the episode, and what they said basically to her was when when the the admiral said, "Hey, we we, we got you to we, you got to pilot this thing," and or and she was like, "Well, why can't Slappy do it? Slappy is not he's he's just not qualified. He's too hot headed." Yeah, so it's like, oh, there's a shocker. The guy you didn't think could lead the mission, all of a sudden mutinies on the mission because the reason he shouldn't be leading the mission because he's a hot head. That's the reason why he did it. That irritated me. That's what I'm saying. I, I understand why he did it because he's a hot head. My thing is. 
because his command wouldn't have put him on the. Because think about it, if you're in charge of this group, Rev, yeah, and I say, and and, and management goes, Rev, you can't be leading this podcast anymore because you're too much of a hothead. What? So, so we'll bring in somebody else to lead the group, but you'll still stay on. I'm going to mutiny. I mean, well, of course I would take you out completely and just yeah. tell the crew, sorry, Captain Captain Rev's gone. Here's a new captain. You don't leave the old captain there, but bust him down. Yeah, just to lead him. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's going to lead yeah. an angry, sulk, sulking guy who might mutiny. I felt it was lazy writing to get a mutiny to happen yeah. and so that the okay. ship would be wrecked and damaged. And I just felt that was really lazy writing because you just wouldn't have you just wouldn't have let that scenario happen in the first place in an important mission like that. It didn't uh, bother Ricky. Yeah. He ended up watching the whole season, and he felt it was really good. He wow, does love really us, good. even really if good? we disagree on this, All and right. he does love the podcast. Okay. So thank you so much, Ricky. And I did get another uh, tweet uh, after we posted the podcast from Thomas, All right. who did say that he enjoyed it as well. Wow. So Two if, people. Yeah. So there's two people out there that do like it, Boy, and so we don't need to shut down uh, all of the Starbucks Woo. for this one. All right. Well... <sighs> I you know I don't know if I will give it more mm-hmm. uh, only because there's so much television on right now and so many things I have to put my eyes in front of absolutely and I have to love something in order to keep going and I, I'm happy that you know I'm happy they like it. it you know and we'll see we'll see what happens I know that, uh, that some of the people I've talked to not as big of a fan as Ricky and the other dude mm-hmm. but I'm glad look it's great they put a, they put a show on people like good for everybody involved I'm not going to put somebody down for liking a show and that's one of the things I mean Joe has said before it's if you don't like something if it doesn't grab you you can stop watching it yeah. and it's okay like you said there's so many geeky things out here right now too many board games to play <laughs> you've got too much time playing board games to yeah. stop and sit and watch a show that you may not be okay with and I am inundated with shows yeah. that's the thing with not as much time as I would like so I I would like to give another life a chance but I mean I've still got Killjoys to get through I've got The Handmaid's Tale which just wrapped up I don't know and I'm oh did it wrap up yeah I think either the, either the, either this past week or the week coming up and I'm Episode, that, I'm so many episodes behind. I don't that's know. A, that's a pretty good show too. I yeah. really like that. It's a great show, and uh, you know, of course, very soon Watchmen's going to be starting in October. I'm so excited for that, and all the uh, all the fall shows are going to come back. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know I'm not going to have the time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so it's like if they didn't get me in the first episode, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. Eh. Uh, let's talk a little bit about actually. Let's talk a little bit about the television stuff because you did bring that up. Yes. And there's a lot of fall stuff coming up. You did mention Watchmen. Yes. And I'm very excited for that one. There was a couple other ones that I thought uh, were really cool looking. First off, there's this one. First, I love anything that's like steampunk or Victorian era. Yeah, you do. There's one coming up called Carnival Row on Amazon Prime that comes out at the end of August. Ooh. Set in a Victorian era world where magical creatures live with among the humans, oh, but they're displaced as marginalized immigrants. Huh. So it's along the same lines as like Bright was with oh, Will okay. Smith, like okay. where the orcs were really, really looked down on. Orlando Bloom is in it. Wow. And hmm. Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne. Thank you. Uh, they both, pl- uh, Orlando plays a human and she plays a fairy caught up in a forbidden Bidden affair. Ooh. So yeah, this one looks really cool. And it, if you don't know who Cara Delevingne is, she was in Suicide Squad. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, the series follows their relationship as well as Bloom's character's investigation into a dark force killing members of their society. All right, sounds cool. Yeah, uh, Stumptown, which we've uh, we talked with Matt oh. Southworth years ago. It was yeah. a graphic novel that is. And I read both. I read the, I read them, and they they are good. They are really really good. You mentioned Watchmen. Watchmen's yeah. going to be back in. Oh, Kobe Smulders, by the way, is in Stumptown. She's yes. the lead yep. character. You're yeah. right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Watchmen is coming out in October. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for this one. 
one because it takes place nowadays. But you know what? They kind kind of call it like a dystopian type sort of future thing where all this stuff goes down. But guess what? They don't have this is after the movie. This takes place. This takes place after the movie that we saw. And the movie has happened. All right. And the beautiful part about this is that there's the cell phones aren't as awesome as what we have now. They might not even have them. But there's also no social media. Like, there's no social media. There's no Facebook. There's no Twitter. You know what? That's actually kind of cool. Side note, I noticed that in the Umbrella Academy because Mm. technically I'm born the same year as all those characters. They're just born in October, so... We're all they're younger than me, but you never once see them use a cell phone, pull one out, mm-hmm. use the internet. They use pay phones or actual phones. So that is also a different dystopian future with no cell phones. I love that. I really love that. Like I just, I don't need cell phones. I don't want social media. Let's just not worry about those. Well, anymore. and I love show. I love shows that do that. That was the thing about the uh, the show Legion. You didn't really know what the hell time it was. Yeah, and Gotham was that same thing. Yeah, like they had cell phones, but they're always flip phones, and they still had like landlines and stuff. Yeah, and same with Sabrina. Really? Yeah, you're right. Chilling Adventures? Yeah, because yeah. it kind of feels more old school, but then sometimes they'll bust out the phone, and you're like, oh, okay, so it's nowadays, but Yeah, it they definitely has that awesome 1950s vibe mm-hmm. to it in some places, 50s, 60s stuff in Sabrina. That's it, like another good show. Oh. And then a, a show, because I was talking about steampunk stuff that I'm really down for, HBO, and it's to be announced, His Dark Materials. Oh, yeah, It's based off of a fantasy series by Philip Pullman, and it is set to premiere sometime this fall. We don't know. Uh, the... Uh, and actually, this was uh, based off of the Golden Compass. So if you remember the 2007 oh, Golden Compass. That. Yes. Yes. Now, this is going to be the series that I guess the movie didn't really take off. They I wanted to do yeah. it into a bunch of things. I wanted the Golden Compass to be good. Yeah. I really did. Uh, this will further delve into the story about a young girl's search for her kidnapped friend across parallel universes. Oh, okay. But here's my favorite part. War bears. There are so many mm-hmm. polar bears that look like they kick butt. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I just want to see war someone riding bears. a polar bear. Can we just do that? It's like, that's what I want. Bears. I'm like that with, with war elephants. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah, right? Anytime I see a war elephant, I'm like, hell yeah. So those are some of the shows coming up. Very excited for all of those. And don't forget Picard's next year, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Picard's yeah. coming. Star Trek, colon, Firefly. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I'll do it. I mean, we all want Firefly to come back in some way, shape, or form. We'll take it. Yeah, right. Uh, board games. Yes. Let's talk about some of those, BJ. Board games. I know that you're uh, eagerly awaiting until we're done recording the podcast to go play some board games with some of your friends. Yes, we as are. As you always do. That could be a thing. <laughs> well, and of course, uh, this is Dragonflight Weekend, uh, oh, which, yeah. which is, uh, well, I should say we just got done with Dragonflight Weekend. So yes, uh, we um, had a big, big weekend in Bellevue, a huge con, one of the oldest ones here. And all we get to do is just throw dice around and cardboard, and it's a lot of fun. And so did I get my fill this weekend? No. No, no. We'll play board games after this podcast. <laughs> so uh, let's get some board game reviews from you, man. Uh, this is an older game, and anybody that's uh, been lucky enough to be in awe in, at the inception, uh, and the guy that gave you the video game Quake and the video game Doom and a lot of other great video games, uh, Sandy Peterson has done board games, and this was the first oh. one that he did as a lark, thinking that, well, you know what, this will be my last hurrah, and then he'll go back and work for somebody. You know, He wanted to make his own thing <laughs> yeah. for his own product, and he thought, I'll do this one time on Kickstarter, and 
and then I'll go back and work for somebody else's company making games like he did with Doom and Quake and all How'd that. How'd that work for him? Uh, it worked out very well. <laughs> because he was so surprised at the seven figures that rolled in because of Cthulhu Wars. Wow. And that was uh, a few years ago when he debuted that. And my goodness, uh, he's had three releases since and like up, you know, Onslaught 2, Onslaught 3. You rave about this game. Uh, yeah. And, and here's the thing. I rave about the components. Cthulhu Wars is risk on steroids is what the game is. And you can buy the base copy. It plays four. And you can buy it depending on, you know, I mean, I got mine for 150 bucks, 160 bucks, but wow. I've seen it for $200. Reason being is that the, 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 the basically the components, the minis, which are maxis, just, it seems, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, it, it seems like at least between 50 and 100 pieces in, in the game as far as chits and, and, and minis and plastics and whatever. And uh, it's really a well done game. It's a fun game with a game with asymmetrical uh, factions. If you get all of the factions, it's like eight or nine, depending upon whether or not you ho- you basically trick out one that somebody did on the internet. Uh, and so you've got many different variations. It also can play up to eight. He sells a ton of different game boards, some which are no longer available and unbummed. Um, <laughs> so that that you can have so many different experiences. Plus, he sells so many neutral monsters and neutral old ones, and so that, that every different every game can be so different. And you've got like a tech tree, aka spell books that you have to put in there. All of the people's uh, factions are asymmetrical, so whatever I put on the board is going to be very different than what you put on the board. But we That's are still cool. we're still trying to do area control, which is what Risk has always been about. And it's a simple game to learn and play. The complexity comes from okay, all of my guys do this. What do all of your guys do? Trying to keep track of everybody's stuff, and you know, you hopefully you you know some players are very close to the vest, and if you don't pay attention, next thing you know, it's like oh, I didn't know your guy did that. Now I'm all dead. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a really fun game, basically because of the components and. People know about Sandy Peterson Kickstarter. You can pay a lot of money for his games. And I got Cthulhu Wars because I really want hyperspace, but that won't be out until, I don't know, I think uh, October-ish of next year? Oh, wow. Or August? I mean, I you, you got to wait a long time because, well, the components are insane and he's got to make them. Um, <laughs> so I bought Cthulhu Wars. Like, well, I you know I can't play the space game, so let me play the uh, Lovecraftian game. So we've been doing that. And uh, Cthulhu Wars is available somewhere, uh, petersongames.com, or uh, you, you search up, you'll find out uh, yeah. and there's so many components and and I love Sandy he tricks them all out it's like oh you don't like the dice that come with the game how about these special dice and you don't like the cardboard <laughs> that comes with the game how about these special plastic pieces so you he, he gives you the ability to make your game basically the Cadillac of games or you can buy the base game and be happy with that that's really cool because I know that there is a bit of a pride uh, with the board games where you can get the 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 elite model essentially or if you yeah. just like the game and you just want to be able to play it and maybe you can can't afford the like the massive amount of money that yeah. sometimes board games cost. And I could get some of these things that I want, but they're like <laughs> quadruple the original price, and I just feel like, uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, that and the fact that if you do that, I mean, there might be a board game you miss, you know? You can't only spend so much money in certain places. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, you know, uh, FOMO definitely when now anything, yeah. anything that Sandy puts out there, I'm like, I want it the full way, because I know I won't be able to get it someday, and then I'll be sad that I don't have everything. 
Do you have another board game that you'd like to review? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. As a matter of fact, I do. This one was uh, introduced to us by our buddy Sean from the Board Game Alliance from mm-hmm. Think 12 Shout Games. Shout out to Sean. My nemesis. <laughs> uh, and you guys may have already talked about this before, Joe, but um, we played it because Sean got a Kickstarter game in called Dead Men's Cabal. And uh, this is from uh, Pandasaurus Games. And uh, it's uh, it, it plays four players max, two to four. plays about 90 minutes. This is a really cool game where you are trying to raise the dead. Nice! Uh, and Man, Let's do this. Yeah, and so there's so many different hoops you jump through to raise the dead. The components are really cool. The money of the game are basically bones, and they have these <laughs> nice little plastic bones in the game that, you know, if you collect these bones, you can do many different actions. Hey, throw me a bone here. Also, they've got skulls, and they have black skins, so these little skull tokens, which are, and they're made of plastic, and they're three-dimensional, and there's red, white, gold, black skull tokens, and depending upon the kind of skull tokens you take, uh, they will allow you to do different actions in the game, which will allow you then to eventually basically jump through a bunch of hoops so that you can raise the dead. And the scoring mechanism is really cool because you uh, you have these cards in your hand, which will tell you, okay, here's what you need, how many skulls you need to raise the dead. And you also could then get these little components you put on there that will allow you to place your, 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 your markers in other places. So there's a lot of things you have to do in order to basically get points in this game and including like whoever leads a certain track in the game, uh, you will then get bonus points. And that lead, you go back and forth, but it really depends on what you can do when you raise the dead in the first place. So there's a lot of ways to try to really score cards, but you have to have the right components. And to get the right components, you got to hope your opponent will do something on their turn because there's a public action and then a, a private action, then a public action, and your, compo- your, your opponents can screw you. Like I was, oh, I was ready to win the game. Go. And nobody would give me any white skulls. They had a feeling that I needed white skulls as a resource. They took them all. And, and basically, were I, they correct? They were right. I had death cards <laughs> on my head. And I couldn't score ever again. Which, oh. And if I couldn't couldn't raise any dead, I wasn't able to then take my cubes and put them on these different scoring tracks that will give you bonuses, bonuses at the end of the game, because you have to at least be able to score. Uh, a really well done. The components are good. And uh, it's easy to learn. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, once you get going, you probably playing a quarter of the game and then you finally get the hang of it mm-hmm. but it's definitely a game that if you play play the second time you're going to be like okay I know what to do now I definitely want to do it but the components are really cool it's a, it's a, it's a well done game and uh, I got to give uh, Daniel Newman credit and uh, also Newman. the artist uh, uh, Henning Ludkinson and uh, Dennis uh, or Denise Madri I hope I'm saying your names right guys uh, Pandasaurus Games it's called Dead Man's Cabal I got a question is a pandasaurus more panda or more dinosaur? Well, it starts with panda, so I would imagine that maybe it has the panda ears and maybe some of the fuzz, but then maybe the little T-Rex arms. Yeah, like I was trying to figure that out. I'm like, is that a tail? Does it get a tail? Does it eat bamboo or meat? <laughs> I, I love Joe's uh, just total like question on that one. So yeah. what is a pandasaurus? These are important questions. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, BJ. And now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what do you have for us? All right, so I found this article, and it's something I've actually been thinking about for a while. It is MCU characters that are gone 
for good that we'll probably never see again. Okay. What? Come on. Uh, uh, and they, they rate this list when they have like one through, I think there's 30 of them, and they'll go through and say, never want to see again or hope to see again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, you can tell me a name and I'll look for it because there's a lot. Um, well, I think that they would still have Gamora because even though our timeline Gamora died, I, f- I feel like she's you're thinking still too, around. I think you're thinking too hard in this. Oh, really? So Start us off then. The first one on the list is never want to see again any of the royal and humans. Oh, yeah. Like that movie, yeah. that show was just, that was, that was horse poop. That's unfortunate. <laughs> like not good. Like maybe uh, they could bring back Lockjaw just because a big giant dog that can teleport might be fun. But beyond that, I don't really well, I care hope, about any of them. Well, I know that in the boys, uh, Butcher has a dog, and I heard that they might be bringing him back. Really? I there heard were, there were pictures of uh, we saw pictures mm-hmm. of him and his dog in his previous life oh, before his wife was uh, yeah. his wife went missing. Uh, number two on this list, it's a forgotten one, but I don't know if it's really forgotten or not. I forgot. Huh. Howard I the Duck. Ah, get rid of him. Don't want him so back. There get is, rid there of is images nope. from Endgame. Uh, where you see him fighting, and I don't know if those are photoshopped. or I not. I think they're photoshopped. I don't think that they. Uh, Just like, they, it's they like want a quick minute. Nope, nope, well, nope, they had nope. him at uh, the end of the what, the? what? 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 movie was it? He was in the end. It was it Guardians? Yeah, I think it was. It was Guardians. one of. Yeah, yeah, it was he one was of in them. the Guardians first yeah. one. So they gave him a nod. Uh, I was never a Howard fan. But, no, yeah. dumb, stupid duck. Um, <laughs> other random ones. Uh, David Lieberman. He was uh, that was number six. Uh, he was like that. Buddy of the Punisher from the Punisher series. Oh, I'm happy he's gone. The one, the the code, the the, the hacker guy, yeah. right? I never, I didn't like him. In the, I don't know much from the books, but I, w- I was not a fan of that character in the first season of Punisher. Yeah, I was happy that he wasn't in second season. And by the way, I'm doing these out of order and just completely random based on what I like. Yeah, uh, number eight, <laughs> forgotten Cosmo. Because we did the see space him. Dog. Cosmo yeah. the space dog. Like, he was an Easter egg. We don't need Cosmo. We don't need Howard the Duck. There are so many cooler cosmic characters out there that it's just yeah. they're 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 best as Easter eggs. Uh, I've got one. I wonder if it's on the list. Huh? Right. Should I say it? Yes. Herbie. Is he on the list? The love bug? No, Herbie Herbie was the Fantastic Four robot when for some reason they couldn't <laughs> license okay. MCU. Yeah. Well. Oh, it's MCU. Okay. May, maybe someday they'll be able to the, not have it in there. For some reason, <laughs> this was the lamest thing. When they did the Fantastic Four cartoon, I was so happy to see it. And the human torch wasn't in it. I guess they had licensing issues. So instead of torch, what? they had a stupid little robot named Herbie. <laughs> and it was everybody but the torch. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Where's Johnny Storm? Yeah. Oh, doing something yeah. Else. Doing licensing issue issue. So. <laughs> All right, so he's not in. All right. Nope. Another one is Dr. Christine Palmer. She was played by Rachel McAdams in oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Oh. That was, I think, the only thing I really didn't care for in the Doctor Strange movie was the that, forced love. The forced, sort of yeah. Thing. Is, he, is she a somebody like in the in the MCU? I'm like sure, in the, probably. I think she was. I think she was actually a person in oh. in the comic books that uh, dealt with Doctor Strange a lot. Yeah. Maybe a colleague sort of thing. But she was just relegated to a boring like yeah. like. Love interest plot device yeah. that yeah. was not even interesting in the slightest. Just to show that maybe he could be how heartless I, he was. I, yeah. I think they do that, and I because of the stereotypical. Well, guys want to go see this movie because it's a superhero movie, but they want to bring their do girlfriends. Women want to? Yeah, so they like, always throw women in that. can like superheroes too, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one that's been forgotten: Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield. Because yeah. that's all in the MCU. He was cool. He was. I liked Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield. I like that, that one. Guy. Was cool. Um, Love his car. I just hope that they don't necessarily need to bring back Nick Cage. No, it's in the, the guy movie that, ones. So yeah, yeah, yeah like the actor. It, yeah, 
Did uh, you see the Did you see the shield go? Yeah, yeah, it was, he was the, good. Yeah, and he was the. I mean, and that was the thing. It's like we don't need Johnny Blaze. We can just keep this guy, Freddie right. Blaze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one on this list. Not really a person, but a group organization we never want to see again. The Hand. I feel like that was just way too much. Oh, from Defenders Daredevil. Yeah. and Daredevil yeah. and Iron Fist. It's like, okay, we get it. Can they be done already? Yeah. I mean, they are a mysterious sort of. Apparently, we don't die kind of bunch of guys, which is that they are interesting, but they were very. It just seemed like they were so mysterious, and we weren't sure who was involved with who. And it turns right. out everybody except Kingpin was involved with them. Right. <laughs> uh, one that's been forgotten: Mockingbird. From Agents of Shield, because oh. she's been in and out. Adrian uh, Pilecki. She's in space. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she's on. on the Orville. Yeah. She's a little busy, which I'm totally okay with. Another <laughs> I heard, one. I heard there was going to be a series. That's what I thought was going to happen. But a of course, series. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think kinda. that's just been kind of put off to the wayside oh, at this point. That's unfortunate. Fun fact: she was uh, she did a pilot episode to be for a Wonder Woman TV show once. Yep, they did oh, the really? pilot episode. And she was for, wearing pants. Yep, for NBC. And oh, I remember that. People not, were kind of duking on the old pants sort of thing. Oh, that was then, her. Yeah. Well, she definitely can kick ass. She yeah. definitely is. You know, she's in physical shape to be able to do all the all, a lot of those stunts. It seems. Uh, another one I uh, never want to see again because it'd be weird. Sharon Carter, because they uh, what was it in oh, Civil War? Yeah. Her and Captain America share a kiss, but she is the niece of his first love, and then he goes back according to Endgame. And that's uh, that's Luke and Leia level right there. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was his actual niece? Oh, well, just like Luke and Leia, and they right. were like, "Oh, here's a kiss for luck," and now you've made it weird. And I'm your sister. Whoops. Yeah, that's what you call in the southern part of Tatooine. <laughs> um, another one, you guys will probably not remember this, yeah. but Aaron Davis, played Aaron by Davis. Donald Glover, and it was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, he yeah. is the uncle to Miles Morales, so we haven't heard anything else in, for Donald Glover or seen him in I sh- remember him in that movie. He was in a he very- was in a parking lot. Yeah, it was a very small part. He was like a drug dealer yeah. or something. So the wow, reason I, they don't, used, I have to go back and look at that. I think the reason they used Donald Glover is because he did the voice of Miles Morales in like mm-hmm. an animated version. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had him be the uncle because obviously he's too old to play Miles Morales. So he, so. He, was definitely, he was definitely identified as as that character. Mm-hmm. Oh, that means he's got to be introduced at some point. Well, I mean, that at means, some point, Miles Morales yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Miles is somewhere in this, and I really hope that they will do something well, with that. Well, that animated movie was amazing. Right. I was going to say, with the animated movie, mm-hmm. it was that the uncle. I want to see yeah. Fat Peter Parker. <laughs> uh, just other random ones. Betsy Ro- Betty Ross, excuse me. She, was that Liv Tyler in yeah, the uh, yeah. Incredible Hulk yeah. with uh, Ed Norton? Oh, oh God. It's like, okay, do you not remember, Ruffalo, that you had a girlfriend? Well, they brought back uh, her father. Yeah. Like General Ross. Oh, yeah, they so did. he was still in it, so it still counts. Yeah, I forgot about Betty. I mean, I mean, most people. I'd be do. okay with not seeing her again. We don't need it. Well, Liv is back. You know, she's back with the uh, Lord of the Rings. Folks. Oh yeah, Arwen. Right. She, yeah, she's <laughs> back with the elves. One that's interesting that they have not mentioned or brought forward is Doctor Eric Slevig, which is uh, one was in the the first Thor movie. He was in Avengers. He was. Oh, wait, uh, he was the guy who lost his mind, right? Yeah. He's yeah. the older guy. Yeah. yeah, he was just in. He was. They brought him back recently. Wasn't he in Endgame? No, not he was in Endgame. Dark World. His last appearance was in Age of Ultron. Really? That's the last time we saw him? Could have yeah. sworn I saw him more recently, yep. but I'm losing my mate. Was yeah. he, I wonder if he was in S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, Maybe. I think they Ooh. actually do mention him. He's not in the movie, but they Maybe. mention him being off somewhere. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Yep. All right. But yeah, he hasn't been seen. Same with Abomination from uh, yeah, Tim yeah. Roth. We don't need him. Like, nope. you oh, just that don't. was from the first Hulk movie, right? The Angle. No, that was the second one. That was the Ed Norton one. Oh, the Ed Norton had yeah. abomination. Yeah, no, the uh, the biggest uh, the the biggest antagonists in the Ang Lee one were the Hulk poodles. 
What about the leader? Hulk Wasn't poodles? that guy who's supposed to be the leader, but he would never turn into the leader? Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, I mean that, like that, all I remember from that is the the dogs that they hulked out, and one of them was yeah. a poodle, and it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Well, you know, and I'm and this is also talking about Howard the Duck. Yes. Hmm. Uh, one more, just to kind of send us off, and this one kind of bugs me. Okay, Uh-oh. Lady Sif. Yeah, where the hell did she go? Right, right. we like, lost her. We they just like replaced Valkyrie. her with Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, you can have both of them. By the way, oh no, you can't. <laughs> there can only be room for one lady. I, I think uh, real, person. realistically, it's because uh, the actress Jamie Alexander had scheduling conflicts with her TV show Blind Spot, and so she couldn't do be in Ragnarok. Oh. Which honestly, All right. I'm okay with because I love Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie like, is she's so amazing. much more fun. Like, Tessa Thompson is really awesome. Oh come on, you act like she's good. Well, yeah. she. Is. She's oh, only in it. everything. Yeah, yeah right. All right, guess so. <laughs> Fine. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where? Two, go. Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.